and now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. Welcome everybody to another episode of Leadership of the Leaf, where we talk cigars and leadership. My name is Dice. And I'm Austin. All right, Mr. Austin, today we have a pretty good episode of cigars we're going to talk about. uh, Relax, have a cigar. Oof, that is the perfect way to unwind after a long, hard day, week, whatever the case is, drive, whatever whatever floats your boat. <laughs> now, on the leadership side, we're going to, uh, smaller is better. Smaller is better. Hmm. I feel like you say that because uh, you're barely five foot tall and... Yeah, I'm just I'm, a little guy. I'm, I'm over here over like six foot and so I feel like of course you have to say why smaller is better small small I'm telling you uh, ask any woman <laughs> uh-huh sure yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> so what are you putting in your mouth I mean what are you puffing on today sir oh oh uh, I'm puffing on this uh Agnarosa Cerberus guardian of the farm very uh very pleasant cigar i hope you enjoyed as much as i did i i'm hoping to i know i know you smoked it in the past uh so i'm hoping to hoping to do that and i'm pairing that with my all-time favorite uh probably my all-time favorite scotch on the affordable side let's go with that one the affordable (laughs) scotch uh a glenfiddich 12 year very nice. I like the shape of the bottles and everything. I do too. It's got a nice stag on the front and everything. But what are you <laughs> puffing? I, sir, am smoking a CAO BX3. Oh, Brazilian got one of those bold in- and beautiful. I know. I got I got one of those in my. I actually got two of those in my humidor. Perfect. 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 Oh, and of course, sir, Hennessy. 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 XO? Privilege. Oh. Not not XO. XO is special. A little more special than privilege. Well, today didn't, I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I mean, you had, what, a one in, what, eight shot? Yeah. I mean, why not take it? <laughs> All right. So, let's talk. Why do people find cigar smoke cigar smoking rather relaxing what do you think why why do you find it relaxing guys well i i know for me when i light up i toast a foot and i get that little ritual going and i kind of just shake my cigar over the height of the flame mm-hmm. take my few little beginning puffs then uh that's it that that just means it's time to unwind and relax and uh nothing can be said to me wife go away smoking a cigar <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i kind of i kind of gotta agree with you you know it's there's something about sitting down uh with a nice glass of scotch or or whiskey or bourbon or whatever your your drink of choice is coffee um you know whatever it is and lighting the cigar up and just puffing on it and it's it's almost forcing you to to relax because you got nowhere else to be you got nothing else to do other than sit back and puff on a cigar. That's uh, that's absolutely correct. Now, of course, with these shows, I did a little bit of research. Oh, oh. So, uh, it, it kind of starts off, uh, we'll put cigar smoking in a spiritual format. Not necessarily saying it's spiritual, but uh, many religions burn incense, myrrh, yeah. candles. Sage. create smoke. Yep. And, you know, the smoke is calm and relaxing. As, I guess they, they want you to believe. Yeah. Uh, Native yeah. Americans, they burn tobacco uh, by smoking it. And they believe it's, uh, you know, from the earth, giving it back to the sky, the heavens. So it's kind of like that circle of life for nature. Yeah, there's definitely a, a spiritual aspect, especially from Native American aspect. Uh, you know, they, they smoked all sorts of tobacco, peyote and... Uh, a bunch of other, you know, herbs and everything else. And that's, you know, they had a very spiritual connection with all of that. Uh, but, you know, it also increases your mindfulness, the routine. We talked about it, lighting it up, being fully aware of that lit foot, 
and and puffing on it and just getting those fl first flavor notes and trying to taste it and just rolling that smoke through and just relaxing it's it kind of forces you to take away from that hey that daily hustle and bustle kind of experience and just put you in a little bit of ease yeah like you're in a recliner and nothing in the world can bother you right now yeah and yep. there's also like a boss aspect of it you know mm. even with a, a budget stick you know you have that luxurious experience yeah every man from every walk of life can enjoy a cigar whether you buy a, a davidoff or a cuban that's 60 90 bucks mm -hmm. to if you get like a budget stick charter oak that's like around five or six bucks yeah every walks of life enjoys these things well and and you know uh, to to anybody who's outside of the cigar community and doesn't know anything they don't know how much your cigar costs they have no idea True. exactly what you paid for it could be uh the a dollar fifty you know box of factory smokes or something like that you know where you're paying a dollar fifty a stick or whatever and they have no idea all they see is cigars and not you know normally what we've been raised on is cigars are for the rich the wealthy the luxurious you always see you know I, I think michael jordan puffing on a cigar constantly you always see the athletes after they win a championship puffing on a cigar you get that big i always imagine when i think of cigars i imagine a really t uh, like a big texan like a big Texas yeah. kind of guy <laughs> you know with a cowboy hat and a big old cigar in his mouth like a fucking fat gordo or something it's just <laughs> Well, hey, son, pulling up in his like Rolls Royce with the cattle horns on the hood and something like that. That's <laughs> what I always imagine. Uh, well, what we're going to go, there's like five that I kind of clued in on, five possible reasons or whatever. Okay. Um, we'll just go, go through them, but everybody has their own reason, their own recollection of smoking and relaxing and kicking back. Uh, it definitely like ties everyone together because if you smoke a cigar, you're definitely part of the brotherhood of the leaf and sisterhood of the leaf. Yep. And at, at some point in time, you'll become a leader of the leaf. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. It's like you tied that in somehow. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> well, it happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, cigars, you know, you can, they take anywhere between 30 minutes to two hours to smoke. Now, I, when I think of 30 minute type cigars, I'm thinking like cigarillos in all honesty. Yeah, um, petite, petite Coronas and stuff. Like yeah. Because if you're, if you're smoking like a Toro or a Robusto in 30 minutes, you're going to get sick unless you're a very <laughs> experienced cigar smoker. Um, but you know, that's time is used as downtime. It's, you know, it's what what cigar smoke is to us is another person's reading a book, um, you know, drinking a glass of wine, uh, sipping a cup of tea out in a hammock, whatever the fucking whatever the case is. It's it's <laughs> time away from chaos, whatever your schedule is, the kids, mom, dad, whatever. And, you know, you just put your feet up in an armchair out in a hammock, uh, you know, whatever, and just relax enjoy your favorite glass of whatever it be cognac for some Yay. bourbon <laughs> whiskey scotch for others um you know some people want to pair rum vodka tequila even hey no judgment no judgment you know we've gone through all of, i think we've talked about almost every spirit there is on this show yeah. i think we've paired i've probably paired a lot of it with there <laughs> you not I'll so do. much good sir <laughs> I do know when I come home and the wife knows it's been a rough week. She's like, "So uh, you going out tonight? <laughs> you gonna you gonna have a cigar?" Because she yes. knows like that that's that's going to be my end all be all for that hellacious work week. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is you know it's just one of those things you you just ah uh, it's I don't have to worry about anything. Don't talk to me. Don't come looking for me. <laughs> don't ask me no damn questions. You know, because I ain't got time. All right. So many cigar smokers will choose to enjoy their favorite cigar during rare moments of rest. Uh, there's nothing quite like returning home from an exhausting day of work, indulging in just a little something special. 
And that's exactly how I described it after having a hellacious work. Yep. Just come home and I know I have that cigar waiting for me. Maybe I'm gonna have a cold beer. More than likely not. More than likely Hennessy a glass of some, glass of Hennessy. With my ice fears in it and just uh-huh. unwind. Well, you know, there's a, there's guys that go to the bar for at five for happy hour and they go and they drink a couple pints of beer. And that's how they unwind, and then they come home to the wife and kids, and they start their weekend. Other people say, no, I don't, that's not for me. I'd rather go sit out on the back patio under a nice sky and just smoke a cigar and just be for a little bit. Almost routine-based. Yeah. Um, almost. Almost. Um, you know, medically speaking, we've talked about this in a previous episode, though. You know, the, the cigar s- smoke supplies the body with some nicotine um which is it is a chemical relaxant um you know you do can become dependent on it uh but the average cigar only contains about 100 to 200 milligrams of nicotine compared with 10 milligrams per average cigarette so you'd have to smoke 10 to 20 cigarettes to get the average nicotine level of one cigar now granted cigarettes take you five minutes to smoke three minutes to smoke a cigar is going to take you an hour. 45, I assume, I automatically assume an hour for each cigar. An hour to an hour and a half for me. I'm a slower smoker. You are a faster smoker than I am. I am. I puff more. Uh, puff, puff, I, do pass, remember, <laughs> I do remember uh, doing like cig- cigarette break times and stuff at, at the job I had. And it was almost a race to see if they can smoke as many cigarettes as they can within that, that break period. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So yeah. it's definitely smoking just to get the nicotine in the system. Whereas a cigar, you kind of like slowly intake, almost like an IV of yeah. nicotine that's going into your system just to enjoy. Mm. It's like a nicotine patch. Yeah, it's just a chemical <laughs> relaxant. Yeah. Um, you know, then there's the aspect of it where, uh, again, we talked about this with the, with the, um, the, athletes you know if you get us they'll they'll smoke a cigar as a rare treat on a special occasion um or as a reward for personal success athletes do it after winning the nba championship the super bowl i've seen it the wnba champions the aces just won recently and they had they had a couple players that were smoking cigars um you know and so it's you know it's a little bit of an alternative um, or it could be an added, like an addition for quality scotch, bourbon, cognac, champagne, whatever you drink of choices to celebrate. Um, this builds your association between happy times and cigars. Yeah, what is that effect called? Like when you open a can or something and the cat jumps on the fucking table and you're like, oh, I'm opening peas, not cat food. Get the hell away from here. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the Pavlov's reaction? So they train the dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. Yeah. So if you use that and the same uh, note taking that you just did for winning championships and happy moments or whatever. So every time you kind of sit back with a cigar, you kind of relive that happy moment. It's kind of like, yeah, remember when we won that championship? I smoked one of these in. Yeah. It just brings all the good, good endorphins back to the forefront. Um, that's why I smoke on my son, on my kid's birthday, you know, I smoke on my kid's birthday to sit there and relive like, yes, it was a stressful time. Yes, it was, it was not fun to be in the hospital, but the joy of seeing my child into this world, you know, that's, it's nice to have that association. Um, you know, I smoke it on there. I, I tend to smoke when I get, you know, you get a promotion. I'm like, ooh, I got a promotion? I'm gonna go buy me a nice cigar. Yeah. You know, go celebrate. Ooh, I got my, I got, I earned my bachelor's degree. I'm definitely smoking a nice cigar tonight. Well, that's, that's great because that's, it's kind of like rewarding yourself, small trophies, just just for, you know, achieving life. Yeah, <laughs> for, for succeeding in this bullshit we call life. Well, I mean, nobody like gets a speeding ticket and be like, oh, oh, well, yes, I'm only smoking a crappy cigar tonight. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, 
they'll be like, I got to smoke a good cigar so that way I can remember the good times and I can calm down from this bullshit of that cop and the speed trap, that motherfucking pig. He knew what was up. He knows what's going down. Yeah. <laughs> you and your uh, nice into your first third. Um, I can talk about it. Talk about it. How about you? I see you puffing. What you get? Pepper. A little bit of white pepper, but like a truffle, like a truffle and a white pepper almost. Oh, it's interesting. All right, I can dig that. How's your uh, your burn line? Because I remember mine was like on point. It's uh, it's. I mean, it's not too bad. It's definitely um, not as. It seems some more razor sharp than that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's definitely not as razor sharp as I would have liked to have seen it, but it's definitely not a bad one. This uh, I don't know if people know, but this CAO uh, DX3, they have like three different Brazil leaves in it mm. but the filler is like four different leaves it's like honduran uh, nicaraguan uh, mexican and brazil in the filler Ooh. but the binder and the wrapper are brazilian also different types of brazilian so yeah i learned something new smoking this because i thought there was only one but apparently there's at least three huh nice <laughs> But uh, uh, my first beginning, I got like a little light molasses and then that went away to an espresso and kind of a chocolate. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, white, white pepper sourdough maybe, but not, it's not, it's not sourdough, but it's like a sour bread. Hmm. That almost kind of what it reminds me of. So it's yeasty, maybe? But not quite yeasty, more sour. It's 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 like a... I, I just had sourdough for, for dinner. So uh, it's not it's not that, but it's it does taste like a sour bread flavor. And drink it's some more of your uh drink some more of your adult beverage and then try. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Because <laughs> maybe that that'll squish out some of your palate, and then maybe it'll clue you in a little better. Possibility. Possibly, but it's <laughs> it's very good. Um, very good. Still kind of getting a, a little bit of a truffle type sm- taste. Uh, definitely white pepper though. White pepper's on the back end. <laughs> we will always have a spot for you, white pepper. God damn it. <laughs> um but like the last reason is uh what we were just talking about cigar tastes good they have <laughs> great taste the flavor notes the the s- subtle hints of white pepper uh nuttiness earthiness you know there's there's ones that are, are chocolate flavored i swear to god there's a um i think it was a herrera esteli it was like a creme brulee almost cigar. Mm, yeah. And it just, oh my God, it was like a dessert cigar. I was like, this is the most, this is delicious. Um, I need to go back and go get me some more of that. But, you know, it, enjoying the cigar for purely the taste is is one of the highlights of tasting cigars, especially once you get into it and you start developing the palate for it. It's very good. Um you know, you get that coffee, the wine, you know, you can taste the different little subtle, subtle notes between the coffee. Hey, you know, you always hear those wine, the sommeliers, that's what I was going to say. I was, like, <laughs> was going to say wine, yeah. wine concert. Oh, this one tastes of earth and, uh, you know, you get the tart grape oh, that was pulled off the vine just a touch too soon. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But after a while, yeah. you start getting that those flavor notes, and you're like, "Oh, okay, this is what I'm picking up. All right, yeah, now I get that." And and you know, you bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, I I remember like one of the first times I was at a cigar lounge, and some people was talking about the flavors and stuff like that. Like, you guys are fucking nuts. And then you know, you get in that meditative state when you're kind of smoking by yourself, just kind of really cleanse your mind of all the hectic crap that's going on. Then you sit back and you can start pulling some of the subtle flavors out of it. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just tasted nutmeg. I'm I'm sure I just tasted nutmeg. 
And then yeah. it's like the aha moment of like, aha, yes, I get what they're talking about now. Now I want to smoke all of the cigars to get all of the flavors. Yeah, um, Alec Bradley Magic Toast. I taste cinnamon. Yeah. You know, you get a cinnamon bread kind of cinnamon toast crunch type flavor. Um, and it's it's good. I like the Magic Toast. They're they're delicious. Um, sweet Fat Bottom Betty's. Uh, Crazy Alice. Uh, you know, all the Deadwood, the sweet bitches, the three sweet bitches from Deadwood Tobacco, those are, you know, I mean, granted, they have sweet caps, but even yeah. if you took away the sweet cap, you'd still have a very flavorful, sweet, almost dessert cigar. Yeah. So, uh, was it Al the Soul? I think it's an infused cigar, though. It actually 100% coffee creamer. Sweet yeah. coffee creamer. Yeah. Like, oh, if you can't get that flavor, no, then something's wrong. <laughs> I smoked an acid blondie and I just didn't understand what was good about it. <laughs> the the M, M by Macanudo, they have a Java flavor that just, oh my gosh, yeah, it pairs so amazing. good with a, co- a cup of coffee. I, it's, I get that it's an infused cigar and I don't really normally like cigars, but something about that one in the morning with a nice hot like thing of coffee just starts my mornings off the right way um but you know i mean this is this is not an inclusive list by any means this is not a comprehensive list yeah yeah i I really encourage everyone like if you have a different reason why that cigars are relaxing to you that's different than whatever we said here by all means go to the instagrams go to the emails or whatever and just let us know you can go to our instagram leadership of the leaf or you can go to our website and our links in the bio of Instagram and just email and say, hey, I smoke cigars because they're relaxing for this reason. Yeah. Many people there's many people have way, way different reasons to why they smoke a cigar because it's relaxing. Absolutely. I, I remember I, I was uh, I went up to Alabama and I went to a cigar lounge. And I posted this on on Instagram about the the trip that I went up there, and I tagged the shop, and it was great, and it was fun. Um, but there, a guy came in; he was an older gentleman, and I I could see that he just kind of was frazzled. He had had a long week. Um, I never asked him what he did for business, but I remember his hair was perfectly combed, his hair was perfectly combed over, and it was he walked in looking like a businessman. And he picked up two cigars. I want to say one was a Placencia. I don't remember what the other one was. He sucked those down in less time than it took me to suck one down. And (laughs) next thing I knew, I looked over and his hair is spiked up because he kept running his hands through his hair on his head. And he just looked so much different, so much more relaxed. And just, oh, after smoking (laughs) those two cigars. And I was like, dude. I don't know. You're, you, you, he was he was nicotine buzzed for sure, but he was <laughs> yeah. relaxed as all get out. Uh, came in uptight and left relaxed. Oh yeah, it was. I was like, man, and it was like the very like they're like, hey, we're about to close. We got you got an hour. We got it. We're about to close in like an hour. I'm just giving you a heads up. And he's like, that's fine. Uh, he's like, I'll just go in the humidor, and if you guys got drinks, and they had a full bar, and it was great. Um, and I was sitting there talking to him and the guy smoking. We were having a great, great conversation. It was super fun. Um, I never met any of those guys before, but um, I just remember the dude was like super uptight. And the next thing I know, he is—he was quiet until about half three, halfway to three quarters through the first one, and then he just jumped in the conversation and just went. And it was so it was cool because he had a lot of great stories to sit there and tell. We were all laughing and joking and having a good time, and I was like. This is this is what this is about. This is what cigar smoking is about. Getting together with people. You may not even have to know them, but I guarantee you, you go to a cigar lounge and you talk to people and you ask them some stories and you ask them what they do and you start getting some stories out of them. Guarantee you, they all, they got some stories that'll make you laugh and you'll forget about all the troubles of the world. And that's, that's the beauty of uh, cigar lounges and just sharing information with brothers of the leaf like that that's the beautiful thing about cigar lounges it just brings everyone together whether you're a millionaire or someone that had this you know scrape by just to buy a stick to go in the cigar lounge and enjoy it 
the atmosphere with everyone. I mean, nobody knows who does what. As you just said, you don't even know what that guy did for a living. He just started talking and sharing stories. So I mean, yeah. anybody can do that. And trash man to lawyer, it just puts everybody on that field and brings everybody almost on an even level of enjoyment of the same thing. Absolutely, and it's um, that's just the great thing about about this because um, uh, you know I'm I'm sure. At one point in time, you know, we've smoked in a cigar lounge because we've smoked in Vegas in a cigar lounge with you and me. I guarantee you in that place, there was millionaires and there was people who made $20,000 a year. You know what I mean? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All walks of life. We Did we care? Do we even know? No. We have no idea. We don't care unless they tell us. But, you know, we're happy to talk to whoever. I didn't even look at like bands or anything. I, I didn't care what they were smoking. I was just enjoying the ambiance and the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's it's one of the great things about this thing, uh, this wonderful thing we like to you know smoke, and it's always fun and it's great enjoyment. But uh, please let us know. Like Dice said, go to our le- our Instagram at Leadership of the Leaf. Uh, link in our bio to our website so you can email us if you don't want to leave a comment whatever the case is let us know why do you guys smoke cigars what's the reason um other than the fact that you may or may not be addicted to the nicotine but what's what's the reason that you find cigars smoke so relaxing is it the is it the ambiance do you have to go to a a lounge do you like to smoke by yourself on your back patio um you know whatever the case is there's people who i know that uh they went there when they were in college and they would go smoke um they would go smoke in a lounge and sit there and type up a paper in college while they're smoking a cigar and they're having a great time you know whatever the case is that's how they relax that's how they got through school okay good i you know i'm not gonna not gonna knock that in in the slightest yeah everyone you mentioned i have done all of them and i enjoyed every single aspect of it me as well but All right, sir. Um, I'm not quite in my second, third, but uh, I bet by the end of the break, I will be. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk leadership because smaller is better. Right Says after you. this break. <laughs> be right. Don't forget, we need to follow the podcast so we know when new episodes drop. And welcome back to Leadership of the Leaf. Uh, Prior to the break, we were talking about why we find cigars relaxing, Uh, whether it's a meditative state, whether it's pure taste, uh, celebratory moments, Whatever it is, the, the, the ritualistic aspect of it for you, whatever it is, why we find it um, relaxing. But now we're going to transition. We're going to get into the leadership of why Dice thinks smaller <laughs> is better. But before we dive into that, Dice, um, I assume you're in your second third. I am definitely in my second third. Molasses has 100% gone away. There's some cinnamon, so I'm, I'm assuming pepper is coming, but I can get some cinnamon. And I still have espresso, and I would say on earthiness. Uh, okay, okay, I could I could deal with that. Yeah, I'm um, I'm getting cedar over some earthiness. A little bit of black pepper. The white pepper's gone away. It's now black pepper. And there might be a hint of sweetness, like maybe like a semi-sweet chocolate or something like that. Yeah, when I slowed down the puff, when I slowed down the exhale and I did a retrohale, I definitely got some like semi-sweet chocolate in there. Uh, but it's good. It's good. It's definitely a little bit of cedar and earth, but it's really good. All right. That's good. All yeah. right. So, smaller like is said, better. Smaller is better. Mm. Allow me to elaborate. It's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. (laughs) You want to break your large goals down into small. You want to focus on the future. 
Oh, <laughs> we're talking about this type. Yeah, I, I know what we're talking about. <laughs> I read everything. <laughs> yeah, um, I find this a lot with. Uh, I, I say I, I feel like it's the young, a little bit of the younger generation. My wife goes through this a lot, especially when she ha- does something that she doesn't like, um, like writing a paper for school or something. Uh, she freaks out and, and has like a panic attack because she, she it's got to be perfect the, the first time. And I'm always I always tell her, no, that's not the case. Break it down. Do your intro. Reword your intro into your conclusion then start doing your main points and then just you know do a paragraph at a time and then you know after you kind of get all of that stuff situated then go back through and edit it and rearrange and do whatever and makes the flow how you want it makes then and then finally go through your grammar grammatical stuff but that's breaking down the large goal of the paper however however large that paper is into smaller goals you know i wrote the intro paragraph i wrote the conclusion paragraph cool then i wrote my first main point then i wrote my second main point then i worried about my third main point then i worried about the flow of the paper then i worried about the grammatical stuff at the end and so then all those little small things i would you know i tell it i'm like take a break go eat some food have some popcorn watch an episode of of your favorite show for her it's like Grey's anatomy or whatever you know, something <laughs> like that and, and, and break it down and you'll and you don't have these that way you don't have these big old panic attacks. I know for me when I was doing schoolwork and I had a big paper to write and I would just focus on writing the whole paper. Mm-hmm. And that just caused me to procrastinate. I, I yeah. would click on a web link and start looking at Instagram or something. And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 I got to write this paper. And then yeah. I, I just never started anywhere. And then yeah. the night before I was supposed to turn it in, I'm like, yeah, I got to write, got to go, got to get it. And then now my paper kind of looks like poop. Yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of tickety talks. Uh, and it was like this body talking to his brain. It's like, all right, brain, we have the plan. And it's like, yes, we have the plan. Now all that's left is to do the plan. Yes, do the plan. And he's like, but I don't want to do the plan. He's like, or we could watch YouTube and say, he's like, let's do that. <laughs> and procrastinate to the last second. <laughs> yes. But I would do the same thing. I would get into researching my paper and I'd pull up a bunch of different tabs. And the next thing I knew, I was off in squirrel land looking at at like the NFL or the NBA. And I'm like, yeah, how did he make that dunk? Like what, you know, what is that? <laughs> you know, or how did he, man, how was a crazy catch? Like, how did he do that? Uh, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be writing a paper over ethics. Like, holy cow. You know, like this has nothing to do with what I'm writing about. And so, you know, I have to, I have to come back and I'm like, I got to stop procrastinating. I just got to get this paper done. Um, but I get a, a little bit of a, um, I get anxious when I have something on my plate, something big on my plate. I want to just get it done immediately so I can get off my plate so I can go on to my next project. Um, yeah. So that ends up usually making me uh, do all of the work really quickly, missing a few things, and then having to go back and redo it a second or third time because I, 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 I'm constantly just trying to get it done and get it off my plate and go on to the next thing. Uh, but if I would have just broke it down into smaller steps because the, you know, I may have a task at work, like a presentation at work, and you know, I'm like, man, I just, I'll do this presentation really quick and I got it off my plate and then I go back like the to a couple days before and I'm like what the fuck was I even thinking about this like <laughs> this doesn't make it this doesn't flow this makes no damn sense like nobody's gonna be able to follow this presentation and I gotta reorder it and make it all better and then I'm like okay and then the night before I'm like all right let me go through and practice it and then I go back through and I'm like what man that's misspell- how did I misspell that like that's my job title and I misspelled <laughs> it what am I doing <laughs> you create small achievable goals and each step will, uh, of course, take you to the bigger picture. And the progress can be seen a little more clearly as you do little steps in between. As you said, you misspelled this or however you look at it at the end. If you have small achievable goals throughout the process, that small goal you were focused on, ah, I see I misspelled this word as it continues to build a puzzle piece for the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I had to write several 20, like I had to write a couple 20 page papers when I was going to school. And 
you know, and, and I would, I always liked the classes that were like, hey, your final is this 20 page paper. And I was like, man, that's going to be a lot. But then they would go, hey, we're going to write sections at a time and you're going to have to turn those sections in and get, and get, you know, feedback on those sections. And then all you got to do is take all those sections and merge them all together. And there you have your paper and you just got to make it flow yeah. right. And then it's like, oh, that's so much easier. That's, man, I could do that. That's over eight weeks. I got eight, nine weeks. I got a 20 page paper in nine weeks. I could deal, I could deal with that. Like at a, as a page a day or whatever the case is, I could, I could knock that out. Yeah. And then of course, you know, once I accomplish one of those small goals, I, I always want to reward myself, whether that is, um, you know, taking a break and smoking a cigar. Hey, I Hey, I got that done. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go eat some food and have a brownie or have like a chocolate bar or, Hey, I'm just going to get up and walk around and play with the dog for 20, 30 minutes. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the day for a little bit, play with the kid, whatever the case happens to be. I believe this is a, that's a, a mindset that a lot of people skip over about rewarding yourself. And even if it's something small, it what it does is it encourages you, encourage your brain, your inner self to um, help create that motivation. As you know, if I complete this step, I can do such and such. If I complete the other step, then I can do such and such and have a little more, put a cherry on top or whatever. Each little right. step, you reward yourself. So as you continue to progress your brain is associate finish and each step with some kind of reward process kind of like training a dog you know you tell him to sit he sits you give him a marshmallow whatever you give your dog i don't know uh training dog marshmallows. no why not straight sugar no i'm good i'll, I'll <laughs> give i'll give him a little training treat but boy yeah you know it's it's funny because I'm going, I'm kind of going through that with my wife right now. Um, she's, she's having a little bit of a, of a, uh, she's worried about a large picture, a large problem. Um, and the, the problem is, is that I'm having to move. Uh, I'm having to move for my job. And so she's, she's worried about how are we going to pack up this house? Um, how are we going to get everything done? How are we going to get both cars, the kid and the dog to the, to our new house? How, what house are we going to have when we get there? Are we going to have a house when we get there? What are we going to do? How are we going to find this place to live? How are we going to buy a house? <laughs> are we going to do that? And it's, you know, she's just, she's going through everything in her, in her head and I don't blame her. It's a lot, but you know, I told her, I said, I, we got to just focus one step at a time and let's figure out, you know, let's figure out where we're going to live. Okay, how do you know? She's like, well, how are we going to do that? Well, I'm going to look at school, at schools in the area, and I'm going to find you know the best school for our kid, and I'm going to look in that area, and I'm going to use resources that I have to to look at that stuff, and that's how I'm going to break down this giant search area to a smaller area, and now that I've found this smaller area, I'm going to take a break. I'm just gonna I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go do some, I'm going to do something else. Whether it, even if it's, I'm rewarding myself by sweeping the house. It's a menial task. It takes my mind off of this giant, large problem and allows my subconscious to kind of work on that problem for me. And then maybe I think of a few things that I wasn't thinking of beforehand. Correct. And that what you just mentioned leads on to the next one is don't pressure yourself what she's doing is she's creating this pressure for herself of a bigger picture that she really can't even see the whole picture yet. She doesn't even know how big the picture is. So she's already putting out this extreme amount of pressure on something she can't even really see the big picture of yet. Yeah. You only know that it's coming. Yeah. And, and you know, and then there's the, the aspect of, you know, am I getting a pay raise? Am I taking a pay cut to go here? Um, you know, what's, what's, am I going to have a higher mortgage? Am I going to have a lower, what, what is the case? How long am I going to stay there? Blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, so she's, she's putting all this stuff. So I, I, and I, you know, I'm telling her like, look, the end is all the way over here. We have months to, to knock all this stuff out. Let's, you know, we can, we can get a preliminary rough sketched out plan. And then let's let's take the time and focus on small steps after this rough sketched out plan. Let's take the time and focus on those small steps 
and just worry about the small stuff as we go down the road as we come a little bit closer and and we'll get this all squared away it's not that big of a deal um but then we can also be a little bit more flexible because maybe you find out like hey this portion i don't even know like i don't even know the whole i know i'm gonna have to give a presentation okay cool presentation got it powerpoint um whatever presentation tool there was another presentation tool i used uh, all right go to go to that all right how long does it need to be okay i know roughly amount of the slides I, I know how much I'm going to have to do and, and start kind of sketching it out. Maybe you don't even know your boss hadn't even told you, Hey, we need you to focus on this aspect of, of your presentation, like your presentations over this aspect, you know, it's, and, and so you're, you're sitting there worrying about somebody else's portion of the presentation and you're freaking out about it. And you're like, Oh, I don't. And then it turns out, you know, a month down the road and they come, you know, come to you and you're like, Hey, you don't have to worry about that. Like, that's not even on your radar. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, well, that just takes that weight <laughs> off my shoulder. Like, I was freaking out. Like, yeah. I had this whole thing. They're like, well, you can send that to so and so, and they'll take it from there. Like, eh, I'm okay, sure. But man, that this this makes it a lot easier. You know, uh, you don't pressure yourself. You have the time limit. Take the time. Do it. Do it right. You know, flex. Be flexible. Um, and if you're kind of flexible and you're easy on yourself, you're not just pressuring yourself. Uh, you won't be as stressed, and you can celebrate your small wins. And that also helps avoid that that potential feeling of failure. You don't quite make a small win, or your deadline is so strict that you thought it was so strict, but it's actually more flexible than you thought. So you you kind of don't set yourself up for failure, and you won't have that feeling of failure. You, you just remain flexible and not such a way that you can't even uh you know celebrate a small win with with celebrating small wins like that you also want to track your progress writing down and tracking your progress yeah how far you've come along It'll show you how much you have achieved towards your goal you know i equate this to those like fundraiser things where they have the big thermometer thing and it's like we're trying to make a thousand dollars and then they got the 10 20 30 all the way up and then the needle was bust open because they surpassed their goal by a lot so that's that's how i look at tracking your progress you want to see your end result for the big picture yeah um there's you know for me i i'm a checklist guy yeah i like having so a checklist so if i write everything like if I go down in a checklist and I sit there and I'm, I'm like, Hey, here's my rough checklist. And I just start checking things. Well, okay, this is done. This is done. This is, done. Oh, I don't even need to worry about that. Line that through check, 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 check. And then, you know, I'm like, man, I don't think I'm going to get this done. I feel like I've made no progress. I look at that checklist and I go, Oh, I have seven out of 10 steps accomplished. Oh man. I'm almost done. Oh, and yeah. I still have three months left. Okay, what's my last three steps? This, this, and this? Okay, well, I can't even do that until the month before. I'm good. I'll take one more look over this thing. I'll kind of keep an eye on it and keep it fresh in my mind. Let my let my subconscious work on it. But, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so far ahead of the game. I didn't even think I, uh, as far as, as I was. Uh, and, the, and the checklist concept, a lot of people don't like checklists. I don't like for you to tell me what I have to do. But a checklist is a great tool to keep those small goals, uh, ha, small goals in check. <laughs> so you can continue moving forward. Cause you look down, down check marks. You're like, well, shit, I did do something, didn't I? Yeah. That's, that's the way you look at it. Yeah. And even if your goal is, I, even if your checklist is three pages long, fine. If you get one check mark done a day, you'll get it done. The, you know, it's always the, I don't, know, I don't even remember the small the journey of 10,000 miles starts with a single step yeah you know it at all is just another step uh, one more step forward as long as you're not taking a step backwards you're going forward you're trudging through it's it's how people get things done it's how companies get things done you know if you look at um at uh anybody from elon musk to you know the generals who conduct war they have uh campaign goals they have quarterly goals of how they're going to get this stuff done and those quarters are broken up into months 
hey, we got, we got this one, all right? All right, now we're on track for this one and this one and this one, and we can do this and this and this. And then they'll eventually, next thing you know, they're right on schedule or, or ahead of schedule even, and they're like, man, we're doing good. Yeah. Well, you use the, the step reference, which is perfect because it changes your perspective. If you look at the 10,000 miles or steps or whatever that you have to take as a whole, that's going to be a daunting task. Like, oh my God, like I got to climb this high ass mountain to make it. But if you take one step at a time and enjoy your journey through each step, it's going to make the end goal that much better, that much greater. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be something you achieve with each that you have taken yeah um you know I, I used to live out in new mexico and i went hiking a lot and i hiked i hiked to the top of a peak and it was ten thousand five hundred feet up and i started at like five thousand feet and we i started hiking with a buddy of mine and you know we just kept going all right switch back you know uh, all right we're up this switch back all right we're up the next switch back and up another one another one another one another one. next thing we know we look down and we're like holy shit we've made some progress and you know we look up and we're like oh that top still seems like it was just as far as it was but we're making some progress so because you look down you go oh, i made some progress but it helps helps us kind of keep keep that whole goal in, into perspective and say man i feel good because we got another one done. We got another little tiny goal accomplished. We made it another another mile or, hey, I know, made it another quarter mile. And, hey, I need to take a break. All right, cool. Let's take a break because we've gone two miles. All right, let's take a, let's take a you know, 20-minute breather and, you know, just enjoy where we've come from. Yeah, I could imagine, like, each little up, you would look, look at the view. But look at this view. And you make it up a little higher and you're like, look at this view. Now I guarantee by the time you made it to the top, you'll damn, look at this view. Much yeah. better. Yeah, and I remember the top when I when we got to the top and we it was the last mile, and the last mile was this hike around the rim to get to the there was a tram that ran to the top and the bottom. And we were like, we hiked, we got to the top and we said and uh, and the last like mile or so, three quarters of a mile was just a hike around the around the top of the mountain to get to the tram itself. We looked down at the at below us and we were like this this right here is what we came up here for. This is this view is nothing short of immaculate. It was so cool, it was so awesome. Now granted we were dog tired by the time we got done, but it was so worth it because we looked down and I was like, and I'll never forget that view. It was just so awesome to see the city and everything laid down before us. And I was like, made me appreciate that view so much more having earned it with each step that I took. Right. So essentially the bottom, the small steps that you take, the small wins that you uh, achieve along the way is a key to what most you while you're pursuing your, your major goal. So with each switchback, it was a small for each key for the main goal from the top. So, I mean, yeah. essentially just smaller is better. In this instance, <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, any measurable headway, you know, has a correlation with a larger goal that you set, um, you know, everybody wants to sit there even like even if you're a college student hey each class that you complete is another goal another step towards your goal of getting a degree each each job raise that you get helps you get to you know your goal of eventually becoming top dog or if you you know or or whatever your goal is in the company um it just helps you get that little thing and, and don't be afraid to uh, to sit there and, and let life kind of lead you don't you know don't turn down opportunities and don't turn down the opportunities that may lead to something better because you're so focused on this one goal a detour is not always a bad thing a detour may help you get somewhere quicker, may give you experience that you wish you would have had if you, you know, if you had stayed on this one path, 
maybe this detour would have given you that experience and you're like, man, I'm so thankful that I took that opportunity at work. I'm so thankful I led that, that, that team and we accomplished that goal. That was so awesome. Now I have that experience. So when I move up to this bigger position, I already know how to kind of run a team. Now I'm up here versus if you would have turned that, I don't, I don't care about running a team. Like I, I get how to run a team. I understand. I've listened to leadership and belief. I know this, the tricks of the trade. <laughs> Got it. There's no replacing experience. That is such a wise statement. Well, just as you were saying about the um, headway, making headway, and you gave great examples of it. I, I also I like to try to break things down to something a little simple. I mean, uh, you did a great job. Um, I want to equate equate it like as to writing a book, having a discipline of uh, having a small wins. I equate it to like writing a book. So, of course, when you're writing a book, you got to start with writing a page. The page is uh, equal to a small discipline. So as you continue to keep writing a page after page after page, your consistency will over time become a chapter. So after over time, a small discipline with your consistency, you're going to continue to write uh, chapter after chapter, which the chapter would be your small goal, which is an incremental measurable process of getting a book written. So the discipline and the consistency leads to the larger goal of writing the book with wins of incremental chapters until you achieve your goal, bigger goal of writing a whole book as a concept. Yeah. Ah, that was a mouthful. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying because it's, you know, if if I've set out to write a book, let's just S and G's, I'm writing a, I'm writing a cigar book or, or a leadership book. Um, you know, I'm going to sit there and my first, my first thought is I want to get a table of, you know, I want to get a, a rough table of contents, but then I'm going to, my first set is in the beginning, blah, 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 blah. You know, I got to start somewhere. I got to, you know, what is this? I'm going to start with a large concept and I like to draw it down to smaller things, you know? So it's, it's definitely something that everyone can get done. It's just a matter of, of time. The, the small disciplines over time with the consistency, with positive feedback along the way, of course, and small goals, small wins, and celebrating those small wins, eventually you're going to, to achieve the bigger picture in the long run. Now, at a certain point, you're going to come to a crossroads to where your team is going to the bigger picture. And then it's just going to equate to a, a larger goal, a larger win for the whole crew. Then you just take your whole crew, go out to a bar, have some cigars, and enjoy the rest of the night. Yeah, and... and- you know, there's been there's been times where I know that when I was working for you, you know, you were like, hey, this needs to get done. And I was like, OK. And I didn't you know, I, I didn't I stressed because I'm like, man, this is a this is a huge task. But I know that if I break this down into step one, step two, step three, step four, I can get this done. It's going to take me take me time. But, oh, you know, give me you know, eight hours, 12 hours, give me a week, two weeks. There's nothing that I can't accomplish. I just have to, I just have to be able to have enough time to, to get it done. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, this move with whatever else the case happens to be. It's just breaking it down into small goals and then going with that and just keep building on those smaller goals. Um, you know, People are saying, "Hey, look at, look at what, uh, look at what certain athletes have have accomplished." And you know, and most humble athletes will sit there and say, "I'm just standing on the shoulders of giants. I'm standing on what yeah. this person has already accomplished." You know, I, Russell uh, Westbrook is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. He had a triple double season. He made the most triple doubles in NBA history. Uh, he got that. He beat Oscar Robertson out for the most triple doubles at 42 triple doubles a game. If you don't know, that is over half the games he played, he averaged a triple double. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. But you know, that's that is something to that is something amazing that never happened in, since the 50s. Yeah. Basketball was played completely different then though. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, but even still 
it's you know he was standing on the shoulders of giants he i don't you know if, maybe if the if oscar robertson had had 30 he may not have pushed himself to get to 42 he may have stopped at 35 mm-hmm. he may have been like i'm good i'm done I, you know i don't need to but he's standing on the shoulders of giants and kind of pushing that a little bit further a little bit further and and you know the athletes of of next year and the next generation are going to look at that and go man i want to beat that motherfucker i want to get to 43 <laughs> and, and i guarantee you once you know he once he's retired and everything else somebody's going to come along and do it and then he they're going to go he's going to go man that motherfucker can ball because i know what it took to get to my level and he just surpassed me by breaking it down taking a one game at a time one quarter at a time and doing the best he could for his team and that's it that's all you really want is a, a team of, of of westbrooks that's going to break it down incremental like that in order to achieve the the bigger goal and i mean having a team of people that is going to do that for you as a leader and for them to see the vision the same vision as leadership sees that's that's a wonderful thing it's beautiful just as beautiful as the cigar i'm smoking mm. yeah as i say my my favorite coaches are always saying one game at a time, one quarter at a time, one half at a time, one quarter at a time, one play at a time is how we're going to win this game. That's them taking that game, shrinking it down to small goals, and and pl- trudging their team forward to ultimately come up with the W, come up with that win. And, and you know, you, have, you put together enough wins throughout a season, you end up in the championship, and you go, okay, we're in the championship, it's the same thing that got us here. One game at a time, one half at a time, one quarter at a time, one play at a time. That's it. That's how we're going to win this game. All right. That is well said, sir. Well said. Are you in your final third? Uh, just about. You go You go right ahead, and I'll be, I'll be right there. This one is, is canoeing on me a little bit. I've, I've had to relight it a couple times. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's a I'm a little upset with it because um, I know you didn't have these problems, so I know it's just it's probably just a, a build thing, but and maybe it's me just talking too damn much. Um, but it's it's getting there. But uh, what's what's your final third? My final third is uh, the Earthy has pulled forward. I get in the background, but. I'm still not convinced that it's pepper. It could be a lot of cinnamon, but I'm gonna go with pepper. Yeah, pepper, and there is some wood there, woodsy, maybe cedar. Yeah, this final third is- Yeah, cinnamon, pepper. Okay. Uh, This is finished into cedar. I taste cedar um, with pepper on the back end. And uh, a little bit of leather, cedar leather, and then a, a back finish of, of of pepper. Okay. Would you buy that cigar again? Uh, as of right now, yes. Um, I, anybody who's listening to the show knows that I'm not a huge cedar fan, but this is uh, it's not bad. It's the cedar's not overwhelmingly. It's like it's not like the cedrus. Um, yeah, uh, the, by uh, Southern Draw, where it, I think that's Southern Draw, right? Yeah, yeah, the, where it's just punch you in the face with cedar. This is a cedar leather mixture, and then a little bit of black pepper on the end. That's good. It's really good. Um, complex. Uh, the burn has been good. The draw has been good. It hadn't been too tight. It's been uh, a nice amount of smoke to where I'm not just pouring out smoke constantly uh and it's it's very <laughs> very very enjoyable all right i will say uh this bold x3 or bx3 is definitely it's a medium it's a bold medium so i wouldn't say it's full but you can definitely like yeah that's medium baby um i would i would say at least a five pack and if you really enjoy it i would get a, a box but uh, I would definitely recommend a five pack. And that's the it's the B3X, right? What else? A BX3? Yeah. Yeah, it's BX3. BX3. Okay. 
That's the one that that Opus the, X may be trying to stop. Yeah, and I'm looking at the band now, and I there's no way I think of Opus X looking at this band. Well, so if I, I don't remember know. right. We, the uh, the band like is that. like, I say it's black with a bunch of different colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, an Opus X is like, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? You know, you know who <laughs> would have a case? Xbox. Ah. Oh. That reminds me more of an yeah, Xbox logo than it than an Opus yeah, X because like Opus X is like yeah. gold and red. Uh, was it red? I think. Yeah. But that reminds me more of like an Xbox logo. Yeah. But, huh? I can't. I'm I'm excited to smoke it. I have two sitting in the humidor right now, uh, just waiting on me to smoke it, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, I do know Halloween is coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to Asylum. It's supposed to be releasing mm-hmm. like a Devil's Night cigar sometime. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna get my hands on it or not, but I'm gonna try because it's always a limited run. So hopefully uh, November first. I would have that. That would be. I mean, I'll try. I'll see if I can't get my hands on one or two, <clears throat> and then that would be that would be a very good, uh, very good cigar to try, especially around uh, Halloween. And and you know, holidays are always fun to to smoke. Um, I went up and saw my <clears throat> I saw my father uh, right around Thanksgiving, I think last year, right after COVID. That was right after COVID. So it's Thanksgiving of 2020. Um, and I remember I grabbed a cigar. I, I grabbed a couple cigars and I, I pulled them out onto his back patio. And I said, let's just sit down and smoke, Dad. And man, that was some of the best time, best conversation I've, I think I've ever had with my dad. And it's just one of those things where like now I look forward to going up there even more and being like, hey, I brought you something. Let's smoke this. And and me and him and his wife and, and my wife all sat together around a, a fire pit and we just laughed and played and had fun and joked and it was a great old time. And I was like, man, this is this is what cigar smoking is. Uh, yes. You just uh, described luxury smoke because that's what that was. Oh, it was. Uh, and I know anytime you and me smoke together uh, in person, um, it's always just a good time. We sit there, we vibe out to music and enjoy, uh, enjoy each other's company. We laugh, we joke, we have a great time. If we go to a lounge, I don't know how many people we sit there and chit chat with when we go to a lounge. Um, but, uh, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, we've, we've met some people that I was like, man, I had no, I would have never pegged this person as, you know, a leader of, of this or anything like that, or, or he does this or he does that. And we, we find out some stuff and I, we even got offered jobs at one point from, from a guy <laughs> that we were smoking with. If you remember that, that was funny. I was like, I, yeah, he's you're offering us job based on us smoking cigars together. I like this. I might like your company. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think, you know, we talked about relaxing the cigars and why they are so relaxing and breaking down all the all the larger goals. Don't, as a leader, you can't lose sight of the forest because of the trees, but you also don't want to overlook the trees because you're focused on the forest. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy balance that you gotta you gotta accomplish. Yeah, well, and and it's it's funny because uh, I I was listening to Simon Sinek, and he was saying, you know, the 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 brain is not wired for a can't. It's not wired for negative, right? If I say, don't think of an elephant, what are you thinking of? <laughs> most elephant. most people, yeah, you're most you're automatically thinking of an elephant and whatever. But you know, so you got to focus on don't think of the elephant think of you know and you look at like somebody and it's like hey all i know is that this shot's going in or you look at skiers going through a forest you know those those competition skiers that 
go around the poles or go or they ski through a forest and you're like man how did that dude not hit a tree all they do is find the snow <laughs> find the snow find the snow because if you say uh, I, I can't hit a tree don't hit a tree all you're going to be focused on is the trees and you're going to end up smacking into a damn tree because you're worried about the tree you just passed and not the tree you're coming up on but if you're focused on the snow and the path ahead that's how you get through it yeah it was a great he told yes, obviously sir. he tells it a lot better than I can but um, <laughs> it, it definitely made me kind of think of that and I was like oh okay that's how that's how you get that stuff done <laughs> all right sir we have recap we have smoke and my name is dice now i'm austin and we will catch you guys on the next one thank you for listening to leadership of the leaf the comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast this show nor does it reflect any of our affiliates.